I'm Nat Finley. And I'm Adele Herman. You are listening to And We Go On, a podcast produced by She Unites. We are a nonprofit located in Dubuque, Iowa, with the mission of uniting women from across the Midwest to build a stronger community through engagement, genuine conversation, companionship, and supporting causes that matter. Our vision for the show is to continue the conversation had at our monthly educational events for women by women. And now we go on. Hello, and welcome back to And We Go On, the She Unites podcast. Uh, Today, we are bringing back a speaker of ours from February of 2021, we decided, Steph Grutz. Uh, Steph is like a holistic health, natural guru. Uh, if you God. A god. A goddess. <laughs> no, please. Okay, no. She, she's too natural humble. Natural goddess. Yeah. She, she's a little humble for that. That's true. Um, so we'll keep our expectations lower for Thank you. You know, your Thank mental you. health. Guru. Um, we, guru, for sure. Guru. Yeah, we're going to go with guru. Um, anyway, um, so we're here to kind of talk about uh, immune health and all the things that we kind of covered in this topic last year, but a deeper dive, but we're going to go ahead and let Steph introduce herself. All right. Thanks ladies. Uh, yeah. So I'm Stephanie Gretz. I'm a board certified family nurse practitioner and I specialize in integrative medicine. Um, in 2016, I opened my own clinic in Dubuque and have been doing integrative medicine since then. Um, my business has grown just from really people having the desire to really learn more about their body and treat the root cause versus just going to a quick, quick visit at their doctors and just getting a pill and, you know, not being listened to. So that's why I got out of the conventional medicine model and I'm doing what I'm doing today. Nice. Uh, so specifically we talked about immune systems last time and specifically in the winter where all this crud is going around or whatever. And you brought us this analogy of your cup being filled with toxins and therefore how we eliminate them. So can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So my brain like works in pictures. So I think of our immune system like a cup. And when we're born, we can be born with different size cups, short, round, tall, skinny. Um, And then our cups can already be, you know, highly full if like our mom and dad passed on stuff to us or our cups can be pretty clean and we add in stuff as we live our day to day. Um, The stuff that gets put into our bodies has to be, um, has to, it has to go through our system and whatever isn't um, healthy or helpful for our body, it gets stored in some sort of way. And so that's what I say, like filling the cup is. So, Pathogens um, like bacteria, viruses, um, yeast, fungi, that all can fill up the cup. Toxins like chemicals, what we're exposed to, um, pesticides, um, cleaning products, any medical toxins, drugs, anything like that. Um, And then just our day-to-day toxins that we live and breathe in, water, food, air. Mm -hmm. So all of those things go into filling the cup and like sometimes the cup gets too yeah, full yeah, and yeah, it's like yeah. spilling over. Yes, thank you. I have to finish that part. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, so, so, you know, that's why I tell people like sometimes like we are, we could be exposed to the same things, but then let's say 
I get a cold and Nat doesn't. Well, my cup was already full before that. And then us being exposed to the same thing overfilled my cup where hers could still be filling up. So once our cup quote unquote overfills, then all of a sudden we like, we're sick. We have this illness. And I shouldn't say all of a sudden, because when the cup's filling, we have symptoms. And when the cup's over full, that's when it's like to that point where I have to do something about this because it's impacting my daily life. So my goal when I work with patients is like, okay, what can we do to open up their body so that they can start decreasing the cup getting it back into so the cup is their immune system so what can we do to help support their immune system to get it uh, functioning as high as possible right because it's a cumulative effect of like the toxins or like exposures that are building up over time yes it's not the the instantaneous thing no and that's what it seems like it's like that was i have a history of pretty severe crohn's disease and when i was young 20s and i got diagnosed i was like I was this healthy, it was my, my story in my head was like, I was this healthy 21 year old and bam, all of a sudden I woke up with this autoimmune disease, but it wasn't like, as I looked back and took control of my, my body, I was like, oh, I was just graduating nursing school with high stress. I had toxic type of friend relationships. I, you know, was drinking as a 21 year old. I didn't have the healthiest diet. Um, so it was all of that stuff accumulating and then something just kind of overtook and that's when I presented as an autoimmune disease. So, so can we go back to when you're like the symptoms, like yeah. when your cup is filling, what are some symptoms that you should just be kind of like looking for? You know, for everybody, it's different. Totally. Migraines, uh, bowels not moving correctly, gas. Like people are just like, Oh, everybody has gas like this. Everybody has headaches every day. You know, like people just normalize it because it's their, you know, body and their symptoms, but it's those little things. Like I had this flaky dry patch on the side of my nose every day. This was before I was diagnosed. And I was like, I put cream on it every day. And I was like, what is this? This was before I had any idea what functional medicine was. And what I realized was once my gut healed, I never had that patch again, but it was, it was a, it was years that I'm like, I'm going to get skin cancer or something. Cause I keep having dry skin and it was really a sign of my internal off. So, you know, cystic acne or general acne. Um, there's just all these symptoms that people can have every day that they're just like, well, it's just, that's just who I am. You're like, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's not normal to have a headache every single day of your life. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's interesting. Cause like when you're on the other side of like a chronic illness and like you become so much more in tune with your body mm-hmm. when you haven't experienced that cup overfilling point, like what's a better way to start to identify those things in your body when you're not used to like what should feel right. Yeah. If, if that's no, sense. that it totally makes sense. And to me, I'm like, well, like I'm coming from the other angle. So it's, it's harder for me, but I do think it's just those things like that, that you're noted. You just have to really start being in tune with your body. Oh, I ate this piece of cheese and then I was bloated for the next few days. You know it, you just don't want to admit it. Mm. And that's the thing. So we, we become, we're, we're unempowered the Western medicine system does a really good job at making us victims. Like we go in like, Oh, poor you, this stinks. Here's a pill versus like, Hey, no, you caused this yourself. Like you were eating that crap and you got this, 
you got these bowels that aren't moving because you're eating crappy. Like they don't address that part. So once you start like, Hey, I'm going to be empowered about my health. Then you'll start noticing things like, Ooh, that, that headache that I'm getting, I'm going to start doing a journal about it and like see when it's happening or my bloating. Does that occur after specific meals or, you know, you start getting in tune with your body that way. Totally. And it's about like that, the empowerment piece of it, because you're right. The, the traditional medicine model is that it's normalized or it's not a big deal. Like this is a totally livable situation when it is building upon it. Cause I know I dealt with that with like allergies and migraines and gut health issues. And it's just like, well, it's not that bad. Like you're functioning in society. So like, why bother? Also, yeah. define functioning. Right. Like functioning, like it's a very like it's random true. word. Right. Yeah. Like I, you know, running to the bathroom seven times a day, is that functioning? You mm-hmm. know, like. And we normalize it, right? Right. And, and it's just like allergies is a great example because everybody's like, oh, everybody has allergies. Nope. Nope. You don't have to have allergies. And like, you know, you're just like, oh, I just go take a pill for that. Well, okay. No, well, first take a select balance allergy relief supplement and not a pill. <laughs> but two, like I I only I only sell supplements to people with hoping that this is only a couple month thing. Like mm. I okay, you can have something that magnesium to help your bowels move easier, but if you're constipated every day, there's something else going on and you have to figure that out. So totally. but that those are the things that we just take for granted and we're just like, mm, whatever, I'll just take this pill. But that's not what you want because that again is filling up your top, your cup and you can do that. But then as you get older and every single day you're exposed to more and that just, that's why you see, you know, older people with less immune function because their cups are overfilling really easily. Mm. So I do love the visual. So thank you for doing that. Um, how do you empty your cup? Yeah. So Um, there's a lot of different ways. What I love to start people off with is talking about like opening your detox pathways. So detoxing is like, how can we eliminate waste from our cells? Um, people like a quick fix that, I mean, we were trained from babies like on to go to the doctor when you're sick and get a pill and that's what it is. So it's hard to unwire that even in the natural world. Like we want to go to a provider and be like, okay, can you just give me a supplement instead of a medication that I can take every day to get better? Because we want that quick fix. So really it's like starting at the basics, opening up the body, allowing for it to detox and then supporting your system in other ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, my, my thing is making sure your bowels are moving every single day. So pooping at least once a day is very important to get the toxins out. Um, sweating. So sauna, exercise, really hot, like Epsom salt baths. And Epsom is like a double benefit because the Epsom is magnesium sulfate and it opens up your cells so or your, your tissues to allow the, the dumping of toxins. Um, and yeah, so then for women, our periods are a detox. There'll be some women that have some chronic illness or anything like that, and they will feel a relief once they start bleeding. And that's just because they're releasing toxins. It's so interesting. I felt like I really didn't know much about my period until I took control, empowered myself, educated myself more on why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Yeah. Like just going back to you, you know, what you're talking about, but even, sorry, keep going with emptying the cup. Cause I think it's so interesting. No, I, I mean, I agree like with you. And again, it's, it's going back to like how, when you're healthy, how do you notice those symptoms? It's like that, like your period's off. 
Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, my period's off. Well, then the next month it gets a little more off or it gets more painful. Mm-hmm. And then again, it like just keeps building. And then you're like to this point of like, you don't even remember what it was like to have a normal or feel good period. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, I'm just living with this because I have to. Right. And I deem myself as like healthy. Like I'm, I was an athlete. I still, you know, I still have a, I would say a normal weight. I still take, you know, I drink a ton of water. I eat healthy. So I'm like, well, why do I feel this way? You know? So you kind of like, it is like going back, normalizing it to be like, what's actually wrong. Or also too, as a mom, I just kind of shove it off to be like, I'll take care of it later. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. That's a thing too. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and when we realize that as parents, like we have to be the best version of ourselves to give to our, our kids. So we have to take care of ourselves. You know, it's really important, especially even if we don't have kids, like the preconception, um, for men, it starts 90 days before the sperm is getting ready for 90 days before, um, it meets the egg. And, you know, for the eggs, it's, it, they're there, like they're, they're getting created right now. So like as much as you can being young, like as, as much as you can help your body detox before you get pregnant so that you're not bringing those toxins into your babies is really important. Mm. I never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The healthier you can keep yourself, like obviously that your blood is going through coursing through your baby. So if you have any health issues, like your baby's going to feel that effect. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) But, but yeah. So, I mean, the detox pathways, opening them up, allowing, allowing the body to eliminate waste. And then it's something where you can work on like gently, it just depends on what you have going on. Um, gently cleansing liver is always a good idea. Um, everybody has parasites. I know it's like really strange for people to hear, but in other countries, it's not a taboo thing. Like, it's very common in other countries to give your kids and your yourselves like every couple months do a parasite cleanse. Hmm. Like with natural herbs, you just do it. And because we're exposed to parasites all the time, um, poultry, pork, any types of meats, tuna, like any types of that type of food, parasites. And we are made up of trillions of cells, trillions of bacteria, fungi, virus, like we, we are made up of microbes. And so they usually live harmoniously in our body until like something goes wrong with our immune system and the cup overfills and then they can't keep in control anymore. So then they kind of go haywire. And that's when we have like the issues that we do. So anyways, that's a tangent of parasites, but that's, I mean, something. So in mm-hmm. like liver cleansing, there's different ways you can do that. Um, castor oil packs and yeah, I don't want to go into deep with anything, but just mm-hmm. basically the biggest thing is like, how can you open up your pores and tissues to, to release toxins? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really hard in the Midwest in the winter. Like when you talk about sweating, I feel like we, I've kind of complained. I was like, I just don't feel warm. Like in the winter, I'm just like chilled to the core always. And obviously like I'll, I'll work out a little, but I'm not like sweating like we are normally in the summer. Yeah. You know, yeah. But you, you talk about the baths. I'm terrible at taking baths. So, yeah. So honestly, that, that, those are the two best ways is like really hot baths and the saunas and the sauna that we use at the clinic is a relaxed brand, which it's, I have to say the brand because it's very specific. Cause there are some that you can get on Amazon that are sort of like cheap and they take two hours to heat up. But this one, like you're heated, you're heat up like instantly and you are breaking a sweat within 30 minutes 
for sure. Like you should be done in 30 minutes with everything. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a good tip. If you are a sauna user, there are, um, the, the main thing is when you start sweating, I tell people, it's like when you start sweating like a faucet, you know, you're really dripping. You want to be in that mode for five to 10 minutes and then shut off sauna and you're done. So okay. yeah, there's really cool ways to, to sauna too. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So my mom's been doing a ton of research on saunas and it's the, the infrared saunas. Like, can you touch on like why that's like different than other types of saunas if you have that info or whatever? Yeah. So infrared is just, it basically gets to your cell. It penetrates your cells at the deepest level that you can. So it is quicker to turn on. Whereas like, if you're looking at like, um, what do you even call them? Like the wet steam saunas, you know, it has to go through your skin and heat up. Whereas this like goes to your core Mm -hmm. and and heats you up from basically the inside out. So, um, it's just a faster, more penetrative way to, to detox. Are Rachel and Mark going to put one in? Uh, yeah, they're contemplating it. They're, they're big on like the, the holistic health game right now. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. they're thinking about one for the Heck basement. Yeah. <laughs> no, I t- actually just told Clay, cause we we're driving downtown by B1. And I was like, I wonder if you can do like a sauna punch card or, you know, even with, I didn't, I didn't even realize your guys' location had one. Yeah. I totally missed that. Yeah, we, we do. And I always tell people like this one is a uh, pop up and go. So you can put it in smaller spaces, which is nice for someone that is, maybe in an apartment or something like that. But it also, to me, produces a better sweat than a, than a wooden one. Mm, okay. So I tell people like, try a relaxed sauna and try a wooden sauna and see for yourself what you feel is best. Mm-hmm. But you know, the goal for saunas isn't just to sit into a place for 30 minutes. It's like, you really want to be pouring that sweat out. Mm-hmm. To detox that. Yes. And another thing, like if you're feeling like you're in a sauna and you're really hot, but you're not sweating, your adrenals might be needing support. Like Mm -hmm. to me, my patients that have any chronic illness and we, they don't like break a sweat right away. We cheer when they sweat because (laughs) it means that their body's starting to like heal enough for them to produce sweat. So, I mean, this might not resonate with all, but there are some people that really don't sweat much. Mm. But that's interesting though. Cause I feel like I do know a lot of people who are just like, yeah, I'm not like much of a, I'm sweater. Not a sweater. I'm not a sweater. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> like if you're working out hard, like if you feel like I should be sweating in this moment because I'm doing this, then you should be sweating. Right. So, so yes, I, when I see that, I typically see some sort of adrenal fatigue. I'm not saying for everybody, but a lot of times and a lot of us, especially like in twenties, early thirties, we are stressed. Our body is stressed. We are in a constant flight, fight, run, flight stage. Like we're just constantly doing things. And our adrenals are there to produce cortisol and cortisol gives us energy. But like when we abuse, when we abuse that, like it was meant for like, if we're running away from a saber toothed tiger, like you need to get your adrenals to pump out as much cortisol as you can so that you can run, or you can be that mom that picks up a car if you know that your kids under it. Um, I mean, that happens because of that surge. But if you're like in a constant state of abusing your adrenals by being in stress, then all of a sudden they're like, okay, I'm done with you. Like I'm taking a break. I can't produce anymore. And then people get adrenal fatigue, which is they they're tired. Um, 
they don't sweat as much. I mean, they get more inflamed because cortisol can be an anti-inflammatory. So there's just a bunch of downstream effects from that. I feel like we should, you, we're running a tab on you right now. Like you're going to invoice us later for all this information. (laughs) Well, good. I hope I don't need a tab, but I just want people to, I really, this whole thing is to empower women to, and men to take care of their, their health. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, so I guess we kind of talked about like some of the like activities you could do to support it. Um, we talked, we spent a lot of time talking about like creating the toxin free environments or mm-hmm. whatever. And we had a ton of questions mm-hmm. about that during, um, your talk a year ago. Um, so where, where do people start with creating like a more toxin free environment? Cause it is overwhelming when people are like yeah. makeup, cleaning products, you know, your water, you're like, Oh, where do I start? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's, that's a great question. And it's funny because I feel like this is anything in life. Like if you own your own business or you're trying to do something like we always see the perfect model, like our, our person is this ideal person that is like, everything's clean and free and they have no dye free peanut M&Ms in the studio. (laughs) Like, but what you don't see is the years that it took for them to get to that journey. Mm -hmm. So you can't expect to wake up tomorrow and be that. Um, so I tell people like, give yourself grace and really work on one room at a time you know, like laundry, get rid of that tide. I don't care if it's even chemical free, like scent free tides, junk, like (laughs) just get rid of that, get rid of the, um, do some wool balls instead of fabric softener sheets. Um, and that's a pretty easy laundry. Um, no, you don't need bleach. I will tell you a hack having a baby. I learned the sun bleaches everything. It's true. It's, it's an anti, it's an anti-infective. It's so if you have anything mold or anything like that, like set it out and have it wet and let the sun bleach it. I don't know how many of Lainey's shirts that I was like, I am probably going to have to throw these away. And I would just get them wet, put them out in the sun for a day or two. And they're they're spotless. So yeah, use the power of the sun. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that just go from room to room. There's, there's natural alternatives. And honestly, people are like, Oh, but it's so expensive but it's not, it doesn't have to be expensive at all. And you're a lot of cleaning, cleaning products consist of like baking soda, vinegar. Um, what else? Uh, hydrogen peroxide, you know, and essential oil. And if you have those things on hand, you can basically do about anything. Right. And those are for the most part, very affordable things. Yes, so. for sure. Yeah. And get some, you know, Epsom salts, you can clean with them. You could take a bath in them. Like, like that stuff is just really the core products that you have. They don't have to be chemical filled. Mm-hmm. I accidentally bought a ginormous box of Epsom salt on Amazon. I thought I was just buying like one pack, you know, like pack like that. It was like seven. Yeah. I was like, what on just earth a, is this? Just a 200 pound box. I must have not read like the description. I thought it was just like one pack. <laughs> so if anyone needs it, feel free to stop by. Um, I actually buy 50 pound bags at a time. I go like when I go to the salt, a salt float studio, I'll just buy a bag from them, a 50 nice. pound bag. Oh, that's great. Seriously. That's how much yeah, Epsom salts I use. That's I'm a, awesome. I'm a Epsom salt bather. So yeah. <laughs> I wish I got better. I just need to make it a, a habit. I'm just, just yeah. really bad. make it a routine. Yeah. That's the hard, like to me, that's like, I need every once a day. I need to like reset without a baby, without anything and just by myself. And my Epsom baths are where I get to reset. That's a good idea. So yeah, I mean, but everybody's 
different, right? I feel like when I started Beauty Counter, everyone, when I speak to new clients, everyone's like, how did you get to the point with clean makeup? And I was like, it has taken me now. I will now almost be with Beauty Counter three years. I'm like, it has taken me that long to like replace things, to throw things away, to learn new things about just my makeup, let alone like my laundry detergent, this, you know, what I'm putting on the boys, all that stuff. Yeah. So like, it is hard when you start something to be like, I want to replace all my makeup, all my lotion, everything. You're like, okay, like you said, one thing at a time. Yeah. Like, start with a foundation or like you said, start with one room. Like I love that idea of just starting with your laundry, like super easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. Yeah. And there's, um, there's a site it's ewg.org. It's environmental working group. And they're really, they're really good at giving you an idea of like, if you don't know, sometimes, sometimes even more natural ingredients have kind of a weird long name and you could type that in and it will rate it from one to, I think maybe 10 on a scale of like what's safe, what has shown in studies to be like cancer causing or anything like that. So if you're ever questioning something in your products, you can always do that and see like, okay, it's time for me to upgrade because this is has all tens, you know, you'll find that if you did like a tide, I'm not dissing tide as much, but I mean, there. don't worry. We're not sponsored by tide. Okay, <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say, I have to stop this right now. So yeah, no, I, I mean, that's just a good, that's a good resource to have also, um, EWG. EWG.org. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> the clean 15 dirty dozen, a lot of people know of that. About that. And yeah, that's, I mean, pesticides on our food can be, they're, they're cup fillers. Like we're glyphosate. The way it works is by exploding the bellies of the pesticides, the, the pests and the farm field. So like having that cons- you're consuming it. And like when they, they spray it a lot of times on wheat and they'll do it like to dry it out at the end. So they'll spray it during the crop season and then they'll spray it right before a final pick. So like you're getting a hefty load of toxic glyphosate. So a lot of people aren't gluten sensitive or allergic. They are literally glyphosate allergic, but it's on everything. And they, they got a leaky gut, which is probably a whole nother talk. They got a leaky gut. So now anytime they consume that food, they will, it, their immune system will be like, oh my gosh, what's going on in my bloodstream? Like this, this shouldn't be here. So then mm-hmm. they get this reaction. Um, so yeah, like foods, dirty dozen, clean 15, that's just for like produce, but that's a really good, um, thing to have too. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like too, as I eat gluten, I wouldn't say a ton, but to think to go gluten-free, especially as a mom and someone that has eaten it the rest of like their whole life. Obviously I feel like in moderation, like, you know, just obviously checking in with your body, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, is it going to be that big of a deal if I take it out of my diet? And if I want to try it, how long do I take it out of my diet to see if there's like an effect? Do I do three months? Do I do six months? Do I do an entire year? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great question. I have all my patients do a gluten-free, dairy-free diet for four weeks. So like before, so we meet, they tell me their history and all of that. And then I said, while I get labs, which can take four weeks, I was like, you have to go home and you have to start opening up your detox pathways by doing what I mentioned. And you have to start, um, try to do the gluten-free, dairy-free diet, not try, just do it. Like you, you're strong enough to do anything for four weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I tell people to do that for four weeks because usually 
by the time they come back to me, they're like, oh my God, I introduced something. And I'm Ugh. okay. I was reacting to that and I didn't even realize it. It's such a modest, like, okay. Cause gluten and dairy are the two most inflammatory foods that we eat. So getting them out of your body and allowing your gut to start healing can really help help your body. Totally. And, and then, then you become like this canary in the coal mine where now you're sensitive and more aware. Like when you're consuming this, like Mm-mm, can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. And also like if you're to the point where you're like seeking out answers to why you're feeling crappy, like you're going to be willing to try like going gluten dairy free for four weeks, like for some relief. If you're feeling that bad, like Mm -hmm. you're going to try it and not ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you want to be empowered, right? Because if you don't, then you're going to be in Western medicine getting a pill. And right. And so that's, yeah, it's totally... Yeah. What is your kind of, if people are like, it's really expensive to either shop organic or shop, um, like dairy free or, you know, gluten free or whatever. What, what do you have any suggestions? Yeah. So, you know, eating in season is good for like fruits and veggies. Usually you'll find things more affordable, um, you know, frozen fruit or canned vegetables, if you have to, um, organically, like if they are spinach is usually something that's really high on the dirty dozen. So I tell people like, get the, get the organic spinach. That's maybe five bucks for a carton that you can deal with. Um, and then like strawberries and peaches, I'm trying to think of the hired ones, like get those frozen. Cause usually frozen are more affordable with that. And, mm-hmm. um, going to, I like going to natural grocers. That's what we have in Dubuque. That's more like natural, but Aldi is here. Um, Hy-Vee's have some, um, selections, but like I tell people you can do, if you need to do pasta or carbs, that's a whole nother thing when you're addicted to carbs. Right. But if you have to do carbs, do rice pasta. Mm -hmm. And that's not really more expensive than regular pasta. Mm -hmm. So the switches that you are making, um, can be affordable. Just gotta get creative. You just have to look and see and and really like, it's not like you can still eat your meats that you're eating. It's really what's gluten and dairy. Like if you're having ice cream every night, well then if you want to splurge on that, do coconut, almond milk, ice, cashew milk, ice cream, um, cheese. There's some alternative cheeses or just not have it on for a couple weeks mm-hmm. and, and really just see. Um, but yeah, those are, and then I tell people like, honestly, take, um, take an inventory of what you spend your money on. Are you getting $5 Starbucks every day? And are you splurging here and there? Because we all, we'll find a way to get to do the things that we want to do, mm-hmm. whether it's take that trip or, you know, but we have to place the importance of it. Mm-hmm. So to me, health is the most important thing to my living. And so I'm going to invest my money in my health. Mm-hmm. I also feel like when you're grocery shopping, just changing that like mindset of being like, I'm going to go down this aisle just to see what other options I can get. Cause I'm so like, my brain is so like, oh, these are the things we always get. Just kind of like switching that because I do, I wouldn't say we eat a ton of dairy, but we have like sprinkled cheese. Um, I have switched recently to the tofui sour cream and it's actually really decent. Yeah. There's, like, I mean, the yeah. alternatives, but I didn't yeah. know that until right. we were talking about that. I'm trying to think if we were talking about that. Or, anyways, well, you've showed me a lot of other alternatives mm-hmm. too. Um, but just getting in that habit of being like, Oh, what are our options here? Like you said, the rice pasta or, um, 
yeah, the different breads or, you know, type of thing. Yeah. And you like. Know, like, if it's something that you really like, like they always, they always go on sale. Like mm-hmm. I natural groceries, there's always like a dairy free cheese on sale. And so if it's one of the brands that you really love, you can freeze it. And mm-hmm. I mean, so you can do it that way. So again, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be expensive or a huge shift from what you're usually doing. So like if you go in and kind of take inventory on your stuff and kind of get rid of things, would you say like, do you encourage people like take that down to the food pantry? Like if you are kind of re going through some stuff, if you're in town, like, I mean, is there other places to be like, okay, we're going to get rid of this. Yeah. Where should should we take it in town? Food pantry. That would be great. Yeah. I just, to me, I always get like my heart just tingles when it's like, like wanting to donate something and that, that I wouldn't eat myself. Right. I'm like, Oh gosh, but there are people that what is their alternative? So yeah, I, I think the food pantry would be a great place because they totally don't always get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. This episode of, and we go on is sponsored by flatted fifth blues and barbecue. Come experience where the blues and barbecue of Beale Street meets the jazz and Cajun food of Bourbon Street at this from scratch kitchen in Bellevue, Iowa. Known for their incredible house smoked meats and Southern specialties, Flatted Fifth has been featured by Southern Living Magazine, Food and Wine Magazine, and the Iowa Tourism Awards. Grab a bite at Flatted Fifth at their flagship Bellevue, Iowa location in the historic Potter's Mill or at their debut kitchen inside Dimensional Brewing Company. For more information, head to pottersmill.net. You know what I didn't mention with detoxing as well? Um, lymph therapy. Like lymph oh, is the most important, I'll say organ system. People haven't recognized it, but it's one of the most important systems in our body. And it it is what lines the blood in our body. And it's like the clear tan plasma that, that it takes out the toxic waste from our blood. And it filters into hundreds of different places in our body. And it we eliminate it. So lymph lymph is the most underutilized thing in health. And so you've heard of dry brushing, mm-hmm. and um, so dry brushing like jumping on a trampoline, like when you touch your skin, like you got the deep massage, you know the deep tissue massage. If you went to someone that does lymph massage, which there are some people here that do in town, um, it's a very light touch. The lymph is very superficial, but you can't even tell that like when you're moving, there's fluid here that's in between your cells that you move up and you go from, there's a whole bunch of videos on online and YouTube, how to do it. But typically you go from like your fingers and your toes and you work your way up to the middle of your body um, because that's where some like big dumping zones are. But it's really important to move your lymph because in the past, like when we were like, I don't know, a long time ago, we were horseback riding and like the wave of horses, like going up Mm -hmm. and down, like that moved our lymph. We walked more. And so now that we're sedentary sitting at desk jobs, we don't get to move our lymph and that creates toxic buildup. And I see that in so many of my patients. Mm. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a type of massage. That's cool. Oh yeah. I highly recommend it, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. It's a great thing. And like, you know, it's just something real that we have to talk about because, um, breast cancer has, there's a lot of lymph in our armpits, breasts, like, you know, the people that have a mastectomy and they can't get, you know, anything done in their one arm. I don't know if you are familiar with that, but that's because lymph can pool because those are some of the big lymph nodes were taken out. Mm -hmm. So moving lymph through 
the body is really important. Like just no stagnant lip. Mm. So dry brushing and doing. I haven't got on the dry brushing yet. You don't have to. I mean, even breathing, breathe like being intentional about deep breaths into your belly and then pushing all the air out, like doing like four really deep breaths like that, like that can move lymph, mm. a lot of lymph in your gut. So mm. I also like, I haven't got on the dry brushing. I've been watching a lot of videos, but I, um, I'm intrigued by it just with like old, like just getting old skin. Yeah. Just, yeah. Cause you can take it, you can take it in the shower or before the shower, after right. the shower and I, I mean, I'd say no, don't take it in the shower, but before, like you can just quick brush your right. body off. It doesn't take long. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems like a simple thing prior to getting in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. No, just have the brush right by your shower. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are ways that we can set ourselves up for failure, for success and for failure. <laughs> I, I don't do dry brushing nearly enough, but I do try to do other, like I have a vibration plate at home. You stand on, it's like a jiggler. Have you ever seen them or heard of them? Yeah, Clay has one in the weight room. Yeah, (laughs) do that every day. That's a good idea. 10 minutes. And like, I love those because so they're like vibration plates and you stand on them and it jiggles your whole body. Well, what it's doing is moving the lymph out of the lymph through your body. Oh, so cool. I kind of feel like it throws my equilibrium off. Like when I'm on it, I'm like, ooh. And I've never used, I never, I never was like that until I had kids. I, yeah, there's, there's something with, there's something with, there's something with, as you get older, like I'm just thinking of like the teacup, um, the teacup rides at the fair, like remember how we loved them as kids and now older, it's like, I want to actually vomit just thinking about them. So yeah, it's, there's something in our equilibrium. But try it at like a low, low Hello. setting yeah, to do it for a couple minutes. Yeah. Cause I guess the last time I tried it, it was right after I had Jocko. So I feel like I should get on it now. And there's, and there's honestly ways, like if it's on the floor, you can put your hands on it. Like you're doing a push up, and just let it vibrate through your arms. That's a good Put idea. your legs on it, lay on your back, like so that you don't have to be standing on it either. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's a good idea. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So similar train of thought. Um, I feel like I was watching like your stories or something one day and it was like a vibrational bed or something and the hurt, like listening to specific hurts yeah, as well. Frequencies. Can you, yeah. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah. That's, so that's coming to our new clinic, which will hopefully be June 1st of this year. Um, but it's called a vibroacoustic therapy bed. Okay. So I first learned about it maybe five years ago when I went to Colorado, this place had it and I'm like, I'm just going to try it. And it was amazing. So it's basically like a massage table, but it has a water bladder on top of it. And you have headphones on, you have a certain frequency. And honestly, I just play one frequency, but there's hundreds. And there can be one, like if you're, if you have migraines or headaches or something, you can put that frequency on and you just, it goes, it hops from left ear to right ear, like reconfiguring your parasympathetic nervous system. And it's vibrating through the water into your body. So not only are your ears hearing it, your body's feeling it. Oh, that is so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> I think I've been in one. When we in, in our Cairo, I think our Cairo had one in Montana. It's amazing. I mean, it's everybody, I feel like, again, it's like, how can we decrease stress in our lives? Because yeah. that decreases our cup full, being full too. So doing stuff like that can really help. Also, as you've gotten older and, you know, a business owner, a mom, a partner, do you ever think too, what are, what are, what are my stressors? 
Like, I felt like I never asked myself that until recently when I became more and more, I've been questioning like some things like health wise to be like, okay, how do I identify my stressors to, you know, what's filling my cup to Mm -hmm. actually pinpoint them. And I wasn't, I mean, you probably figured that out or asked those questions (laughs) a lot more when you were doing your health journey at a very way younger age. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just didn't. I didn't question it and I didn't ask. And I was like, I was like, I'm not stressed. I'm 21. Like, yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like I feel that way most of the time now I'm like, "Mm." I mean, it's like today I had a marathon day and I'm just like, I'm not stressed, but my body will definitely be feeling it. So even though I don't realize that I'm stressed, I've come to terms that I need to treat my body well and make sure that I'm giving it time to recuperate. So again, like that, designated bath time at night is like my time to regenerate. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. I need to get better at designating that time because I usually just go until I like fall into bed. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's hard. Oh my gosh. It's it's a marathon. And then I'm like, okay, it's time for bed. And then I'll just pop my contacts out, clean my face, brush my teeth, go. And my sister's always like, why don't you like take a nice shower before bed? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at right now. Yeah. Also, I was like, I don't want to wash my hair cause it's so cold. I get cold. We were just talking about yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, I don't wash my hair that much in the winter because I don't like it when That's I'm cold. Thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, I agree with you, but, um, I do, I will say like if, if I was a 20 something year old again, cause I feel like at my talk a year ago, I had a lot of 20, mid 20 year olds come up to me and I loved it. Yeah. I I mean, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, if I could have like, I just want to hug you. And like, I wish I would have known this stuff when I was your age and they were so curious and it was so empowering to see that Mm -hmm. they were empowered about their bodies before having kiddos and all of that. And I think the one of the biggest things for me is like, what brings you joy? Since Mm -hmm. stress is a huge thing in all of our lives, it's like every day I ask myself, what brings me joy? And when I'm doing something and I'm sitting there, I'm like, is this bringing me joy right now? No, it's not. Okay, well then how do I outsource it? Or how do I not do it anymore? Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the thing with like, I was seeing a bunch of one-on-one patients. And then I got to a point where I was like, well, this would make me sick because I was absorbing all of their, their stuff and I wasn't able to make that boundary. So my boundary was like, okay, I can't see one-on-one patients right now. So I'm doing email consults where I don't have to like physically have that energy. And that's just because I know that about myself, but it's been through a lot of trials and tribulations and surgeries and, you know, illness to, to get me to that point. Mm -hmm. But if, if they could just do that before even getting sick, um, it's really important. I think we all need to be asking ourselves, does this bring me joy? Because if it doesn't, then you need to find a new job. You need to find a new new anything you you need to find something that's making you happy every day because why are we here if not you know mm-hmm. also when those 20 some year olds were coming up to you do you think that they have just gone through their entire life only knowing the western medicine and you were like their first like yeah. introduction to oh uh, yeah like to be like this is an option because i remember my first introduction to it and i was like what like what 
I was like, wait a second, can we just like, kind of like talk through this? Cause for my entire life there, like, we didn't grow up going to the Cairo. We didn't grow up having, you know, we also didn't go to the doctor very much. Cause my mom was very like, she kept like very healthy meals. I was like very privileged in that sense of like, we only drink water. Like we never could drink soda. We didn't drink Gatorade. You know what I mean? Like my mom literally made whole main meals every night. Awesome. Which was yeah. like looking back and she packed our lunch all the way through high school. Saints. <laughs> Who are you? And yeah, full right. time. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. But yeah, she, which, yeah, we didn't grow up going to the doctor, but I didn't know. Like, I just didn't have that education that there might be something else out there or there might be someone else that I could help that could help me with stuff. Even like with my period, like I was like, oh, this is just the way that it is. My mom had bad periods. My sister yes. had bad periods. I'm going to have bad periods. Right. And, or like anxiety and depression run in my family. So I guess I'm just going to have that. Yeah. You know? No, I, I, yeah, that's not, I, I don't know. I think COVID was probably a catalyst for people. It really was a catalyst for people being proactive with their health Mm -hmm. and like wanting to know more because they saw Western medicine just kind of saying, go home, hopefully you don't die. Like, you know, and then I was like scooping those people up, like here, I can help you. I want to help you. And for these younger teens, like they obviously had to have had some sort of inclination or 20 year olds, like that they, you know, they saw what they were going to, they drove themselves there. Like they had to have had some sort of desire to make that change. Totally. Like we can't tell our parents or our kids or, you know, anybody that we really want, like, oh, this would be so good for them. We can see it really easy on everybody else too, right? Like, oh, you need help. You need help. But unless they're at that space of like, I need to be empowered, mm-hmm. then it will fall on deaf ears. So yeah, it's really, it's really cool to see younger people starting to really care about their health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also like just like the public narrative on health has changed so much in like the last 10 years or so since we were in that kind of phase of life and that it's just, it's talked about amongst peers, like talking about your health. Like I think a lot of it started with mental health, but talking about physical health yeah. and what you're going through and even just more conversations around like functional medicine, I think has just changed a lot. So Mm -hmm. naturally there's more curiosity, even Mm -hmm. if you're not like buying it yet. Yeah. Also your space, like you actually have a physical space you can go to, to see people Mm -hmm. and like, even like your guys's, I don't want to call it a bus, but what do you call it? The hydration station. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like basically a bus. Yeah. Like that visual and like, you know, your guys's new location and where you expand and your supplements. Like that's huge. Like I didn't, I mean, I didn't know that was an option until I physically met you. Yeah. Like I, I just thought, Oh, I'll get my, I'll get my vitamins online. Like everyone else. Right. You know, or I'll get that, you know, GNC. Yeah. You know, I didn't know to like look for certain, things because I was just trained. You just don't, just, yeah, you just don't know. know. And you're like, oh, I'm doing something good because I'm taking these supplements. But then you don't realize that a lot of like the nature made, like the, the ones you can get at like Walmart or CVS are um, filled with colors and fillers and they don't, they're not FD. FDA's poor regulation of supplements. So like what they actually say is in the bottle there's a lot of discrepancies and they've done some studies where it shows like, mm, they're not very accurate. So I always joke, but I'm serious when I say like, know your farmer, know your supplement manufacturer, know, know the people, like try to know the people that are giving you something for your health, mm-hmm. like try to know where it's coming from. Like, so for select balance, we do third party testing on all of our stuff to make sure that what we say is in it is in it and mm-hmm. to make sure it's the cleanest high quality ingredients. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. That's really cool that you guys have that and that you guys are expanding. Yeah, that is, you know, it's been um, years in the making and I've always had a dream of having a health spa and having like a place where people can go and reset, like detox, like not just IVs, but like a full body where you're having the vat bed experience to reset your mind, body, all of that. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a space where people can really just go in and reset. And be educated. And be educated. Yeah. Like yeah. Huge. It's cool. It's, I'm really excited for it. That's exciting. <laughs> We're excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, Definitely. So back to like the immune system, why do you think that it's just so easy to put that on like our back burner? Is it because we can't physically see it until we're like sick? A lot of times. Yeah. So we, we kind of just like everything in life, like again, it goes back to that. Like we, we hear that it's a family trait or something like that. And it's like, Oh, I don't have to take care of that. Like it's going to take care of itself. And then it doesn't. And then it gets to that point of once your cup's overfilling, then your immune system, which was really working really, really hard. And it could have been for years. I mean, sometimes people don't get diagnosed with cancer or autoimmune disease till they're old. Right. It's like their body was working so hard for them. And then it finally, you know, wasn't, Mm -hmm. wasn't able to keep up with all the burdens that then it was like screaming at them. And that's how we kind of are. And and I'm going to speak for myself. Like that's how I was before I got diagnosed. Like I didn't catch this, the hundred of subtle hints until it was like, bam, this is what you're going to be dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So how old were you? You said you were in college. I was, I was 21. I just turned 21. You just turned 21. Okay. When you yeah. were diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And you recently just had a surgery. Yeah. So I had Lainey, um, in May, May 27th at home. It was a beautiful home birth. Like it was perfect. No medication. It was what I dreamed about. And then five days later I had a Crohn's flare where when you go through pregnancy and have an autoimmune disease, um, sometimes it can go in remission. Sometimes it can get worse. It just depends. And, and mine kind of stayed pretty, I don't know. It was, it was pretty easy, the pregnancy, until like the last four weeks, I started getting more GI pains and inflammation. And then, um, yeah, so five days later, I was having like a fever and all of that. And I went in and I had a huge abscess in my intestines. Oh. And that just led to a trajectory of, of stuff. So... So yeah, like to me, when you have a chronic illness, like you deal with it for the rest of your life, um, not deal with it. Like it, it's like side by side partner with you. Like it's teaching you something (laughs) along the way. I can't regret anything I've been through because I have what I have right now, you know? Mm -hmm. So my, my mind is the biggest thing. And that's with whatever diagnosis or any symptoms that you have, it's like, what is your mind telling you? Because our minds are powerful and like, I asked myself after this, I was like, when have I ever manifested health? I can manifest anything else in my life. And this might be kind of woo woo to people, but like I can manifest anything else I want in my life. If I set a goal, like I can do it. But with my health, like I say that it's there and then it's not. And someone, Marie, Anita Moriani, she uh, has a book. She had stage four cancer. She basically died on the table and then she came out and she has zero evidence of cancer. This was years, years later. And Bruce Lipton, like they're like the two spiritual people that I love and follow because they talk about 
the scientific reasons on, on why this stuff works. But anyways, um, it was like, oh yeah, I had a baby at home and like I had severe Crohn's and like, how did I do that? Well, I knew that I couldn't go into the medical Western medical world because they would like treat me as a severe, mm-hmm. um, like defunctioning person. And so I didn't, I just did like, I made sure that everybody that was in my sphere was rooting for me because I didn't want anybody's bad worried. Even, even the people that love you. Like I was like, Alex, do not call our parents when I go into labor, because even though they love us, they're going to be worried for us. And I don't because want that. Love you. Yes. Yeah. Like as a mom, now you get it. I feel like, Oh, as, totally. As you can become a mom. I'm like, okay, I get this now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So they're going to be worrying about me and I don't need that energy. Like I need the people here that know I am strong and capable of doing this. And I freaking did it and it was easy and it was fine. It's like, okay, well then I need to put that into the other parts of my health as well, because that is, it is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a thing I want to, okay, I haven't done this yet because one of my girlfriends sent it to me just like a week ago and this is a tangent. So go for it. But okay. So this reel was talking about how, um, there was this boy that had a brain tumor. And so he went to a therapist and the therapist was like, okay, close your eyes and visualize yourself walking down. Like, like you're in your body, you're walking down the hallway and every morning, like you're flipping the switches, like, okay, immune system turned on. Um, whatever parts of your body, like cells turned on attitude, like anything. And then you go and you're in the middle of the room and there's your tumor, your brain tumor, just like send, like, I don't know what it was like vibes or like send like lightning bolts to it. Like, like you're going to shrink it. Just keep doing that. And so he would do that every single day. And by like the next scan, no brain tumor. And like, that is how powerful our thoughts and brains are. So I'm like, I want to sit down and I want to like write out all the switches I want to flip every morning. I think that'd be a great meditation practice. Mm-hmm. It takes five minutes to, to turn your stuff on, right? Like you're yeah. turning on your lights in your house and then like set your, it doesn't have to be a cancer, right? Like just what, what do you want on in your body, you know, for the day? And I think that's a good way to, to set yourself up. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was something that was cool. I don't think that's woo-woo. I think that our, like you said, I think that our brain and our body is just really powerful. And also too, when you think about it, some of the habits that we set for ourselves and what we're capable of doing is kind of really cool and like powerful and what we are capable of doing. Cause some of the things that I look at that I have done in the past. And then some of the things when I'm really in like a lull of life, I'm like, I kind of get down on myself, but then I'm like, Oh, look at the things that I, I am capable of. And I can do, you know, kind of just giving yourself grace in that season and what you are capable of, but also like going back to just like priorities. Mm-hmm. And like you said, just like your health and your mind, like that is priority in your life. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. good. Seasons are great. I, I've been talking seasons a lot lately. Like we're all going through our own seasons right now and it doesn't have to be a long season. Like respect yourself, give yourself grace for what you're going through in this moment and know that in a month, two months, a week, like everything could be different. So mm-hmm. it's like, just go go with the flow and just try to do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting back to more like with the immune stuff, I I felt like too, I, I couldn't remember with like your surgery when you got diagnosed and then stuff with Lainey, I felt like we kind of like, I mean, we haven't spoken a year and a half. We haven't had you. So yeah. Oh yeah. After my body. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's like a whole, 
my my cup when your cup overflows in the extreme ways that mine did years ago um to get it back to homeostasis to get your immune system back to homeostasis is really hard Mm -hmm. and that's why i've dedicated my life like to trying to get people to prevent them from Mm -hmm. getting to that point Mm -hmm. because it is very challenging when when the bucket is it not a cup anymore? It's a bucket. It's just a bucket of stuff just pouring out, you know? So like trying to get everything back into homeostasis is, it is challenging. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's totally. Yeah. Can we go into what like supports that? So like some tangible things that support the immune system. So nutrition wise, like I mentioned the clean 15 dirty dozen, mm-hmm. like to me, that's really important because you want to feed yourself the best that you can. I am not someone that typically recommends one diet over another. I'm not going to tell everybody to do a keto or paleo or anything like that. I do say that gluten-free, dairy-free for four weeks because I know of the inflammation they have, but like vegan, um, vegetarian, all of those, it could work like a charm for one person and be the totally worst thing for someone else. It depends on what our genes look like, what, what our body type is. Um, even blood, you know, blood types can affect our, our food tolerance. So I can't tell someone just to like, okay, go out and be a carnivore or like do a carnivore diet. Like that's just not appropriate. So that's where we like really have to get intuitive with what we eat. Like, how do we feel when we're eating this? Is it giving us vibrant energy? And that helps our immune system mm-hmm. um, when we're not feeding it junk. Because to me, like spinach, doesn't do well with me. Like I can't, that's not my immune system. My my body, my tissues, my cells aren't absorbing that like someone else could. Mm -hmm. So that's not the right food for me. So Mm -hmm. anyways, there's just stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but immune system wise, like the easy things like washing your hands, you know, with a good soap or even just water. Like we don't have to, again, we don't have to disinfect our whole bodies. Like, I think that that is one of the biggest things that actually has been one of the worst things for our immune system is this need for hand sanitizer and over disinfecting everything. Uh, when we do that, mm-hmm. our immune system loses, it gets, our cup gets filled because mm-hmm. we're putting chemicals on our body mm-hmm. constantly. So oh, it just, it makes me, it creeps me out. Um, like going to, let's say the grocery store, I feel really bad for the clerks because typically they have a bottle of hand sanitizer next to them, right? So they're putting wet alcohol on their hands and then they're touching a BPA receipt. So BPA is polyphenol acid. Like it's, it's a plastic that is known to be carcinogenic. So that's like on the receipt and the alcohol is making a fast track to underneath their skin absorption to their body. So like every day they're touching, touching, so like I, I never ask for a receipt unless I need it for business. Um, but like, I don't touch receipt, like you don't need to receipts, but again, that stuff is depleting of the immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like, oh, let's just put some gloves on. Maybe. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, then I'm like oh, the weirdo. No, I just, I'm like, no, no, thank you. But please don't do that for yourself either. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Give them, yeah. Maybe I should give them a little care package. You just wear this every day. <laughs> Um, I care about you. I know the weirdo. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. So food's important. Sunshine. Sunshine is one of the most important things for our immune system. You can tell, um, circadian rhythm is, you can tell in the Midwest, especially when we start going from, 
you know, nine hour days of, or I should say, you know, all day long sun in the summertime. And then we go down to shortened days in the fall and winter. Everybody like talks about seasonal depression and all that. It's our immune systems are junk. That's why the seasonal like colds and flus, they're supposed to happen. They happen in those times Mm -hmm. Um, because our immune system is not getting the sun. It's not getting circadian. The circadian rhythm is off. And then our cup is overfilling faster. Mm -hmm. So sunshine is so important. Getting that vitamin D. D is, so that's a supplement like, or I'd rather have you get all your vitamin D from the sun. Um, in Iowa, it's hard to do just with where we're at, but, um, yeah, vitamin D is really important. So get out in the sun, like 15 Mm -hmm. minutes of being naked in the sun is most optimal. So if you can't be naked, I mean, get as close to it as you can. Uh, (laughs) so your neighbors don't call the cops on you. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I don't, I think that that's like the major, like things that I want to talk about with that. And then just supplement wise, like vitamin C is really good for your immune system. So antioxidants, vitamin C, elderberry syrup, um, zinc, vitamin D, just those things. So, I mean, you can always find that, that stuff online. Like if you're really curious about how to help yourself with that. But again, I don't, I don't like people overtaking supplements when their body can produce things. But we do also have to realize that we are depleted. Our bodies, our soil is depleted. So the nutrients that we're getting from food is less than it was when our parents were growing up. So we really have to, until we can revitalize our soil, like our food is suffering from that. Mm -hmm. So vitamin C, we don't regenerate it in our bodies, do we? Um, No. Um, So vitamin, vitamin D we get through the sun and some, so hormones are important for that to synthesize and vitamin C. Um, yeah, we can get some processes in our bodies produce it, but we need more of it when we're under stress. So like our body uses a lot of vitamin C. Mm-hmm. So let's say we're going through a virus. When you're taking vitamin C orally, if you take too much, you know, because you have diarrhea. Like that's the outcome of overdoing vitamin C. Mm-hmm. So when someone, let's say your threshold is a thousand milligrams twice a day, and then you're like, nope, I will get loose stools. When you're going through an illness, if you, you could do a thousand milligrams every couple hours, and then you would pause it when you start getting loose stools, but you could do a lot more because your body's rapidly going through the ascorbic acid in the body mm-hmm. to heal itself. It's just a potent antioxidant. Mm -hmm. So that glutathione is another antioxidant that our body, our liver produces. Um, These things all can help. Yeah, there's so many supportive things. It just Mm -hmm. depends on each person. Mm -hmm. I can't just give, I can't just say, hey, you just, everybody take this. That just (laughs) doesn't, no. Because I just didn't know that with like the vitamin C that we don't, excuse me, we have to help it a little. You Yes, you can, I mean- people live without it. Right. But like oranges or other food, maca root, like there's a lot of sources that you can get it from. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, you don't have to technically supplement with it, but I do say like, if you are going through something acute, you really do want to pump it up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like if you eat 50 oranges, then you're going to feel really bad. Like your citrusy, you're going to feel, you're going to have really painful bowels or stuff like that so anyways sometimes <laughs> it's just sometimes it's easier 
just to do a, a supplement in those cases. Yeah. So. <laughs> like like the children that just want to pound down all of those. Like okay, the good cuties. luck. Yep, oh cuties. Gosh, yeah, cuties. I have to. I have to like put Jocko on. Like I have to have him pump the brakes. Like if we have cuties in the house or even bananas, I'm like okay. <laughs> Limit breaks, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like every morning he will grab a banana. I'm like, great. You're not going to poop for the next three days because yeah. he like can eat a banana or yeah. In the summer when we have a lot more cuties in, in the house, he eats them and I'm like, oh, your booty's going to be so raw. Yeah. Right. I was like, just maybe half of one. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm glad you're eating fruit, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then that goes to like the point of when you buy organic fruit too. And it's like, oh my gosh, are you just, you just ate that whole package of strawberries. <laughs> and didn't, you didn't save me one. I'm so sad. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I really, I think that that's kind of the main thing I've rambled on a lot. No, I don't think it's rambling. I think it's really good information and a good reminder, especially living in the Midwest, kind of like we were, we were talking a little bit before. Like, I do feel like in winter we go, I personally go, I shouldn't say for you too. I go in a little bit more of like a hibernation mode and I eat a lot more, you know, potatoes, carrots in my crock pot type of thing. And mm-hmm. I, I would say I eat a lot more of like those dense meals. I'm not eating as much salad fresh fruit, you know, I try to get, I, you try, but in the winter, it's just, it, it's hard yeah. to eat cold food mm-hmm. when it's cold, when you are cold. So I, you know, as we get out of mm-hmm. winter in the Midwest here, you know, yeah. what that looks like and how to kind of like prep for that and kind of just like, and also encourage people, you know, to get outside partially nude if you can. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Getting outside, clothed or not, like it is, it is really good for our bodies. So yeah, especially, yeah, it's spring. It's going to be, we'll be coming out in summer real soon. So we'll get, we'll get that fresh air and vitamin D. Totally. So we do have like a rapid fire, um, a few questions before you leave. Mm -hmm. Can you do those? I always forget all of them or my brain just like... (laughs) Did yeah, you sure. put them on the bottom? Sorry. No, if I, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm going straight from memory here. Oh, good job. Um, All right. Uh, a woman that inspires you. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I should have been prepared for these. I'm That's not okay. a good rapid fire. Um, it doesn't have to be rapid. You can meditate on it for a moment. Yeah. Okay. Let me meditate. Oh, my gosh. I'm really struggling. That's okay. Just because there's so many brilliant women that have helped like shape who I am. And I don't want to be like cliche and just be like my mom. I mean, but really my mom is who has helped me get through this and, mm-hmm. um, you know, put me into the interest in the healthcare field to begin with. Cause she mm-hmm. was a nurse and she's has, a lovely lady. Let's be yeah. She is Shout very sweet. And she was my, she was my nurse, like my first nurse. And like, I don't know, we just, and I worked for her as a nurse. So like, mm. it's just, yeah, like obviously lineage of mothers is very important. So mm-hmm. every female in my family is, that's amazing. Nice. Uh, let's see, your beverage of choice. Oh yeah, beverage. Water. Water. Heck yeah, <laughs> I, I like, I throw in some electrolyte powder every now and then, a clean one, but I water is my go-to, yeah. Do you have yeah. a favorite electrolyte powder? Do you guys have one? Um, we do, but honestly, there's one that I get at Natural Grocers, um, 
you can link it in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember it right now, but it's, it's clean. I, I like just to, it's, if people like sea salt, like to their water, like that's really great. Like it adds a whole bunch of good minerals to it. Mm-hmm. I just don't like drinking that salty element tea is like one that's a big, I drink oh. those. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't, my body's like, nope, I don't like that Not salt. Yeah. Just go with the okay. straight, straight water. Yeah. Straight water is good. Yeah. Um, what content are you currently consuming? Oh yeah. Books, podcasts, TV. Oh yeah. I listen to podcasts every day and it just depends. Um, Jenna Kutcher is a really good podcast. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I love, um, I, more business ones. I, you know, I feel like I go through stages of, you know, when I started out, it's like all this healthcare stuff. And then it's kind of now, like, I really enjoy just listening to like how to make myself a better leader, how to make myself a better human. Um, yeah. So those type of books and like audio books, I'm listening to how to raise a good human mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's stressful and you want to, I want to do the right things. Right. right. So you want to do a good job at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my I love consumptions. Books. I do too. Yeah. Do you use the Libby app? No, I just, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I have audio, audio, audible. Oh yeah. Liddy, you have to tell oh, me. Libby, it's through the library. You can get free audio books. Oh, I'll show you after. We'll get I should app. check yeah, that out. App on your phone. If yep. you have a library card, it's free. Cool. Yeah. It's amazing. It okay. Will, it will, it's a game changer. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm giving, here. As say, I'm giving Amazon money that I don't want to be giving them. So, okay. Yes. As long as it's going to an author, then I'm okay with that. I mean, however, the libraries pay for it because it's free. Yeah, they to have you. to do it in yeah, some yeah, way. Yeah. I, which is funny. I just recently called the library and requested a Libby, a book on the Libby app. Oh, like, could you put this in your yeah. list of options? Okay. Yeah. And did they do it? They said they have to check, but okay. they would like be in touch with me. Cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just like when you go to the library and you're like, hey, can you get this book? I know. Right. I mean, awesome. We do cool. have a really stellar public library. So yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. And then final question, um, how do you define community? Mm-hmm. A group of people that come together to support one another with their different talents and abilities. We all have something to provide to everybody. And like, if we can be on the same wavelength and provide each other like valuable information about what lights us up, I feel like it makes the world a lot better and it doesn't have to be like in person. It can be an online community, whoever like getting together and like, you know, being, being cordial and yeah, sharing our talents. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The sharing of talents. I love it. I feel like that's one of the reasons, obviously we started She Unites. We were telling our last, the last gal that we had on here that we always say that like, there's so many amazing women in this town. Like, Mm -hmm. where are they? Yeah. Which I do feel like people have, like, I've gotten to meet you through She Unites and, yeah. you know, and Krista and like so many amazing women have just like come out of the woodwork, which has been really cool to see. Yeah. I love it. I'm so grateful for you ladies to do something so awesome. I look forward to it every day, every month, I should say. Yeah. Really looking forward to you guys are, what are we? It's tomorrow. Oh yes, but there's the paddle pickleball. Pickle I'm oh, like, yes. yes. Okay. I've just been practicing in Arizona with all the retirees yes. and like they are hardcore pickleballers. Okay. Like and yeah, I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh. There was this lady that I was my partner and she literally looked like she was was probably gonna use a walker. And she comes up and they're like, You can play with her. And I was like, 
okay. I was like, Alex, you better not spike it hard at her. <laughs> anyway, she comes out and she's like, wah, 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 wah. and like she was schooling everyone. I was like, oh my gosh. And his mom's like, oh yeah, she's an advanced player. And I mean, literally this petite, like earrings in, jean shorts, lipstick on. I was like, yes, like that's that what I want to be. So anyways, I'm ready for this pickleball. Excellent. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for offering those gatherings because it's not easy to coordinate that either. So I hope yeah. everybody takes advantage of those. Yeah. yeah. We're excited. And just getting women outside, yes. recreating together, being, yeah, being together, even, so, even if you don't know how to play. You know, no, silly, no. A little yeah. foolish. You yeah. Know? Pickleball is like the f- most rapid growing sport it's in the ridiculous. world, I think. Yeah. How fast it's growing. Yeah. So it, there's so many age or so many limp ages, I guess, and limp, like your abilities, like they're so mm-hmm. wide range. It, you don't have to be an expert. So yeah. No. Yeah. Love it. We're excited. So thank you again for being here. Thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge with us. Yes, anytime. Thank you for listening to And We Go On. Check out our show notes for links and additional education. We would love to hear from you. So please leave us a review. Be the first to sponsor And We Go On, a She Unites podcast. Get your name out in the community, in person and online. For more info, email sheunitesiowa at gmail.com. She Unites is a 501c3 nonprofit organization registered in the state of Iowa. We are proud to be a 100% donation-supported organization. Our spaces, speakers, and programming are all gifted by those who support our vision because we are better together. If you feel compelled to join us in the She Unites mission, please donate at sheunitesiowa.com. Follow us on Instagram at sheunitesiowa for the latest and greatest from our organization.